and he came out of the tent and there were cows just around our campsite and I was right next to them and they were huge and I was like what if they haven't had their balls cut off what if they are rude loud boys with balls and they try to kill me (laughs) (laughs) moving on Waiting for a break in the rain Waiting for the moment to change your lane I came home from the wasteland Heroic and triumphant like a comic book girl Created out of nothing like a comic book girl Hey! Bring us into this discussion. Hello everyone. Sorry, I uh, glad to see you all here. Glad to glad to do the class. Uh, I personally want to just get it right out here before we do anything else and just say that I am pretty tired right now. Brad and I had an unfortunate insect visitor last night, and we had to, to oh, kind, no. of, a, kind Ooh, of a deep clean of the house. A cockroach. Um, mm, fun. Maybe maybe, a, maybe we ended up. Yeah, so Brad is still asleep, but I'm here. Let's get into it. Who are we? What's going on? Uh, Hi. I don't know. Who are you? Hi, I'm Parker Renevere. you she, her? And next time I go to the dentist's office, I'm going to walk out of there looking like that one Bond villain who can bite through a car. How do you go to a dentist during a pandemic? I've actually had to go a few times. I had to get a root canal. Oh, you actually, there are dentists that are open near you? Because that's what I'm saying is that I'm going to, it's going to be a, a long accumulated process of me just letting go a little bit and then coming out with a bunch of titanium teeth and then i'm gonna be like hey guys how's it going take a can of coca-cola and shake it up and then just bite into the side and just it's gonna explode everywhere i did have to i did have to go get a root canal it's fine i can chew on the left side of my mouth for the first time in like two years oh my god your life is misery yeah um who are you though i'm in misery um, my name is Cassandra Kelly. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm going to go swimming after this. Actually, though? I thought you were kidding. Actually, no, uh-huh. I am actually going to go. I am wearing my swimsuit right now. I'm going to walk to the pond, and I am going to go wade through the mud and swim in the pond. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Not the not the mud part. I am also jealous in all of the ways. I'm going hiking later. Who's going hiking? Who, who are, I don't know who, who, are who you, you are. My name is Erso Ren. I use she, her pronouns. And my fun fact this week to entertain you all is... Um, <laughs> let's move into the discussion. Okay, so this week we're talking about Animorphs Volume 14, The Unknown. Yeah, we are. Featuring Cassie. Cassandra, do you have something approximating a synopsis for us um i think approximating is the key word there but yes (laughs) that's okay i just i have some things to say but we should we should break down what goes on in this journal before we get into anything honestly if and if anyone was like oh let me like talk to you about some of the finer details of this book even if i knew a little bit about the animorphs i'd be like haha funny joke tell me about the real book (laughs) so let's so let's hear the synopsis and then we can get into how fake this book is it's very fake Okay, let's, okay let's so in it. this fake and made up book, some fake and made up <laughs> things happen. Uh, we begin by Cassie's dad, who does like vet wildlife rescue stuff, going out to the drylands, which is an incredibly ominous name for a location. It really um, is. With Cassie and Rachel. It's less ominous than Death Valley, let's be clear. True, true. 
So they go and see Crazy Helen, another incredibly ominous name, also ableist. Um, yeah, I really who, hates this. Okay. Yeah. Who's calling about a sick horse stumbling around. She rants about aliens. She is technically kind of correct um, about aliens. And then Rachel, of all things, sees the horse trying to make a call at a payphone. <laughs> Um, Truly the 1990s. And then the horse falls over and dies, and a year crawls out of it. And then he gets shot by a laser. What? And then he gets shot shot by a laser. Uh, Crazy Helen is like, it's Martians. The other Animorphs are skeptical because sexism, probably. Uh, So everyone goes to check stuff out and then gets arrested by soldiers and taken to the Air Force base there, Zone 91. And they meet the captain, who is really weirded out by these, like, barefoot children in leotards just showing up on, like, a top-secret Air Force base. Well, that's kind of why he, I mean, that's why he, like, turns them away. He's like, oh, I would, like, understand if you had gotten lost or something, but no one could have gotten here with no shoes. Yeah. So then they give, they give him fake names. (laughs) Marco (laughs) says his name is Fox Mulder. Rachel says her name is Dana Scully. And Cassie calls herself Cindy Crawford. <laughs> so then they give them fake numbers and they leave and then they decide that they want to morph horses to blend in with the wild horses that live around there so they morph horses from the racetrack and they almost get caught and cassie morphs. no 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 no! you are simplifying this way too much they like land this is, wait, in the we're stables. going for we're going for, for, going for a quick synopsis we're going for a quick they land synopsis in the stables so can... and they try to pass axe off as a blue horse and then run away and cassie morphs of <laughs> horse in the stall I'm with getting the horse there. i'm getting there erso stop critiquing it's a synopsis basic synopsis let's keep going the point is that Cassie ends up having to impersonate a horse in a horsinate a horse and um, yes, has to race in a horse, which she wins, by talking to the jockey. So they go back to the drylands, they morph as horses, and they hear the Yerks talking in like interstellar common language. Axe translates, they're doing a mission, and the Animorphs follow the Yerks into the base where they break in and they see some weird alien stuff, but they don't know what it is and they like don't take it or anything and then they break out um and then axe tells them (laughs) what was hidden in zone 91 the whole time this mysterious alien artifact is an old model andalite toilet (laughs) cue beavis and butthead music honestly And then he seems only then, embarrassed because it's an old model. So then, then they're like, "Oh, well, this is silly, but it's also proof that like aliens exist." So it is still kind of important. And then Cassie remembers that the staff from Zone Ninety One are going to go to the gardens, the like theme park slash zoo that her mother works at, and they're probably uh, Visser Three is probably going to like kidnap them or at least the captain and turn him into a controller so they go and they try to stop it and just cause so much mayhem i don't even want to summarize the mayhem because there's so much the point is there's a lot of mayhem and they technically win but it's really stupid 
There's no explaining this one. All right, so we've had our disagreements in the past. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I like to take these things at face value. I, I, we've had we've had disagreements <laughs> about like Elemis denial, uh, about conspiracy theories, about Tobias lying to the whole squad, um, about a couple other things. We've had our disagreements in the past before, but like this, this one just didn't happen, right? Yeah, this is fake. <laughs> Nothing here. Did, no, nothing here actually happened. The class discussion over. Let's go home. Everyone. Okay. No. 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 no so this. 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 Uh, like, rather than cutting short our discussion, this opens up a whole can of worms because can of slides. I've got a lot of respect for Professor Leod. He's he's a he's an upstanding gentleman. He. Stop sucking up just because you know he might listen to this. No, but seriously, like, I respect his opinions about history and what things happened or not. Uh Uh-huh. And this didn't happen. None of this happened. (laughs) Why is he making us read this? Well, to be Um... fair, this is a class on analyzing primary sources, so I think he's trusting us to choose how to analyze it. Yeah, I think he's he's given us everything and assumed that we'd take it with a straight face, but this one... Uh, well, maybe maybe we're supposed to decide for ourselves what the truth really is. No, but no, no. Science is science. History is history. The facts are the facts. Eh, I wouldn't really say that the facts are the facts in history Except because this history is written didn't by didn't happen. This didn't happen. None of this happened. Parker, are you having like a personal crisis over there? I am. <laughs> no, this is supposed to be a history class. This is not. None of this is real. Interpretive history. Well, part of history is interpreting what is real and what is propaganda and what is somewhere in the middle and whose motivations are to say what and all that jazz. So who benefits? This is not analysis. This is a scavenger hunt. What we need to do (laughs) is we're going to need to go back through the historical record. We're going to need to find at the end of this book, there's there's a newsreel about the melee at the gardens and they interview... Captain Torelli, the uh, the army man, the Air Force captain, uh, captain who... Captain Torelli's miracle elixir. Sorry, his name always reminds me of <laughs> Senor Torelli from Sweeney Todd. Captain Torelli was quoted in the newspaper as saying, It was those kids. I am looking for three kids named Fox Mulder, Dana Scully, and Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. <laughs> The official story in the newspaper and on the local TV news. There is documentation, or there should be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge every animal of society, every hobbyist, every professor, to produce these documents, to produce this newspaper well, and this local TV news recording, because I do not believe that any of this the happened. The problem is a lot of that documentation was lost in the like multiple crises of the early 2020s you know a lot of it isn't around so they can always just say oh well clearly that specific article or that specific issue for that day was lost the reporter wondered if perhaps captain torelli had been drinking and when captain torelli was asked what an air force you know who was was drinking whoever wrote this book And when Captain Torelli was asked if what an Air Force officer was doing at a company outing for Gondor Industries, he said, no comment, forget I said anything at all, I was obviously mistaken, nothing happened. Which is just obviously, like, him <laughs> covering something. If if Captain Torelli is a real person, his career was over on, like, page 12 <laughs> of this book. 
<laughs> I know he yells. Everything's so boring. When he failed to recognize that Cindy Crawford is the name of a different person than the person who was giving him the name. He's, he's a little out of touch. Side note, I love how Cassie is so bad at lying. It is so funny to me. Oh, it's that's like the highlight of this whole book is just how bad she is at lying. The nicest neat thing is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> If you haven't seen the X-Files, you are negligent in your job as uh, as a caretaker of this Andalite toilet. <laughs> I don't... I don't understand how possibly this could have happened. Um... I feel like probably Marco wrote this book while under the influence of something like a few years after the events of the book allegedly take place. Okay, let's let's just... Let's agree, like, <laughs> ten minutes into this discussion, this is not real, so yes. let's let's move on from that. I have problems with that, though, ridiculous. because why did Professor Bradley make us read it? Because it's <laughs> the whole class is about interpreting, interpretation. We're yes. supposed to decide what our interpretation is and if we think it's real or not. Maybe at the end of the class we'll be like, ha ha, by the way, here are, like, the five I books that never actually happened. I don't or maybe think he wants that... us to do our own Wait, research. wait, before we continue with this, I just, like, let's... My question is for y'all. What, at what point do we actually think in history that these documents were, like, messed with? Probably multiple times by multiple people with various agendas. Right. Like, who who benefits from it? So, my personal theory is that the Animorphs who say they wrote these journals generally did write these journals, probably with the assistance of a ghostwriter. Um, probably more towards the end of the war or when the war was over. I don't think they were written at exactly the same time. And then, I think that after they were written, I think Cassie edited all of them. Maybe after they'd already been published, she edited, like, the next edition, or maybe she edited them before they came out at all. But I think Cassie edited all of them for reasons that I'm not going to go into right now. And then I think probably throughout the years, they've been edited by other people with various agendas. And like I said, there were, so you know, because so many documents were lost in the various crises of the early 2020s, we don't even know if we have the originals. It's what I'm, that's part of what I'm saying is like we can kind of dig into that a little bit and be like, all right, so what at what points throughout history do we think that like it was necessary to change what is important about this part of history to some people, not necessary to everyone, obviously. But like we know that. So do we actually know for sure sort of like the history of who had like, possession, like what government was it the American government that just had sole possession of these like events and then like. Was well, it, it was it like public domain? Can't have been because I don't think Axe was ever an American citizen. So So it's the Andalites. Possibly. So the so it's the Andalites because the device in Zone 91 is not actually an Andalite toilet. Obviously. Saying the Andalites, by the way, is just a little a little generalization, but... Well, if it's the interpretation of the events that creates a sense of sanity here, then I, it's the only one that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Like... It's the one that I have to default to because otherwise this is just gonzo nothingness. It's just nothing. <laughs> gonzo nothingness is my new band name. I can't. <laughs> gonzo nothing is my drag name. <laughs> oh my god. Great, we have like almost a full drag troupe. You know, like I said earlier, I'm Reginald McSunday Funny. <laughs> <laughs> no. I forgot about Reginald McSunday Funnies. 
Marco kind of sums up my entire experience of reading this at the beginning of chapter 18. Marco says, and that was another horse. We're trapped in a Mr. Ed rerun. We are in the <laughs> Nick at Night Zone. <laughs> oh my goodness. Nothing is ha- nothing, nothing, none of this is real. None of, nothing is real. All the pretty little ponies. I don't... Stupid horse, and I fell out of the Porsche. <laughs> Stupid horse, I gotta stay in this morph. Put some money in the payphone. Oh no. <laughs> I think a stick seems like a reasonable way to go if you are dialing a phone as a horse. If you were a horse and you had to, like... <laughs> work in a hibachi place in, a, in an emergency? How would you do that? <laughs> Why is the horse working in the don't, don't question the circumstances. <laughs> you're a horse and you have to work and you're you're in you're stuck in a horse morph and you have to work in a hibachi station. Go. What, what is your strategy? Recruit another horse and each of us holds like one spatula thingy. <laughs> Who does who does the witty hibachi commentary, though? Wait, wait, wait. As a horse, you would not recruit another human. You would recruit another <laughs> horse. No, you recruit another horse. This was also an experience to read because I am genuinely, like, scared of horses. I was not scared of horses prior to reading this. <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, I was, as many people have been, in middle school, a weird horse girl, right? Problem with me being a weird horse girl is that my parents have several friends with horses. So it's not, I couldn't just be a theoretical weird horse girl. You're not a passive observer had, of horses. I actually had access to horses. So I had read all of these books with all about <laughs> horses, all about things that horses can do. My parents take me to a friend's house. They put me on the horse. I sit on the horse and I think, oh my God, I know all of the ways this horse could kill me. And that's how I found out I'm scared of horses. <laughs> I mean, you could say the same thing about cows, right? Like I'm also scared like, of cows! A cow could just, like, bite your hand off and, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, like, they're not going to. One time, my family was camping in Australia, and I woke up... <laughs> Australia. And, like, shut up. I woke up and came out of the tent, and there were cows just around our campsite, and I was right next to them, and they were huge, and I was like, what if they haven't had their balls cut off? What if they are rude, loud boys with balls, and they try to kill me? <laughs> moving on um i I, know, I see what you did there wait obligatory marco's masculinity quarter okay rachel's takedown of marco's internet life is perfect Wait, I don't have it in front of me. Can you can you do a dramatic reading? I don't uh, have it in front absolutely, of me. Absolutely, yes. Um, please, please do voices. Okay. <laughs> you have to do voices, Parker. It's the you've, law. You've never heard of Zone 91 before? It's the holy grail of conspiracy nuts, Marco said in between slurps of a Mountain Dew. <laughs> of course. That by itself is just such a perfect characterization. Okay. <laughs> Man, don't you ever go on the internet? The internet is full of people who think there are aliens at Zone 91. It's called the most secret place on Earth. I go on the internet, Rachel said. I just don't hang out in chat rooms, call myself Stud Boy, and try to convince people I'm an incredibly handsome 30-year-old millionaire. Excuse me, Marco said, but I do not use Stud Boy as my secret as my screen name. Give me some credit. I use Baldwin Boy 5. You know, the missing fifth Baldwin brother, the really cool-looking one. I just... God. Oh my god. Further proof, Rachel's the best. I hung out with my girlfriend last week, and Yay. we played... Yes, we played Doom um, using one keyboard. 
<laughs> I know this game came out literally 100 years ago, but there's still emulators for it. You can run Doom on basically anything. I can run Doom. I could rub Doom on my watch. Oh, yeah, see, exactly. Yeah. I know someone who can run Doom on his pacemaker. Oh, my God. That's so metal. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I can run Doom on my pager, so beat that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pager. Hey, let's let's get back to class discussion. All right. Uh, class discussion. It was the aliens, Crazy Helen screamed. They keep the aliens out at Zone 91. That's why it's all so secret out there. That's why the Air Force won't talk about it. Zone 91 is the secret base where the government keeps the aliens in his capture. They have them out there in cages. They get secrets of technology from them. Do you think computers just happened? All that stuff was from aliens. Here, have a souvenir mug. Normally $10.99, but you could have it because you got hurt. Helen grabbed a mug from the shelf, wiped it on her sleeve, and handed it to me. Is it bad that I kind of relate to Crazy Helen? I love Crazy <laughs> Helen. I think I used to work for Crazy Helen. Can know? we can, can we can we talk about this next bit here? Rachel <laughs> held up her stick. I got a pecan log, she said. You want a mug? Helen asked her. No, the pecan log is great, but I don't really believe in aliens, Rachel said with a perfectly straight face. <laughs> what is a pecan log? I think it's probably like a candy. Is this like a thing? Involving pecans. It's but it's a stick. It she, she holds up her stick and she says, I got a pecan log. Is so it just a, just a stick? Is it just a Jolly Rancher? That's just a stick. A small stick of sugar. All no, those dissolve in your mouth, much unlike sticks. Trust me, I've had enough sticks in my I'm mouth, I know up, this. I'm looking Okay, yeah, a pecan log is a real thing. It's a round log. It looks like it has nougat in the middle. I hate nougat. And it's covered in, like, chocolate and ground-up pecans. It's a real thing. But I don't it's... know why it's a souvenir, but it is a real confection. Wait, but hold on. Carrying a short stick in one hand... It's like, so it's I thought shaped. this was a real stick. I thought this was like a chug of a pecan tree that got exploded by the Dracon beams and that Rachel was just really happy to well, have the stick from a they pecan are tree. in Southern California, and in this era, Southern California was practicing very bad agricultural practices and planting all kinds of really water-intensive crops in, like, the middle of the desert in Southern California and carting in all this water from Northern California. Rude. To right. water there's stupid nut trees in the middle of the desert so i guess it could be a real pecan right that's what i that's what I, like i knew that much i did not know that the, the pecan log was like an actual confection yeah sorry um, just since so i'm I from did... norcal i'm legally required to rant about this like once a month at the least yeah, we I understand just, you I didn't have... know about that that's fascinating i mean y'all have so many droughts it's like i can't believe yeah, people it's were like, just like we have droughts oh we're gonna go ahead and plant nut trees in the desert that's a really smart thing to do when there's droughts oh Oh, hey, North California, can we borrow your water? We won't give it back, but we'll give you a bunch of pecans. Um, <laughs> and almonds. Yeah, that sounds great. I Okay, cool. So that resolves my confusion over thinking that Rachel was just super excited to have, like, a stick from a pecan tree. <laughs> I would be excited to have a stick from a pecan tree. I love sticks. She's nice enough where she would just pretend that she was excited about a stick from a tree. <laughs> I think that was the moment at which I was like, okay, none of this is real. Like, I can imagine a horse <laughs> with a yurk in it, but, like, I can imagine, like, just tactical Dracon B, but, like, Rachel's just real excited about a stick. This is all fake. <laughs> I I was almost named Kieran Arise or Linnea Borealis, um, which is yeah. respectively a Deep Space Nine Star Trek character and the scientific name of a type of flower. You should combine them, and that should be a drag name. Kira Borealis or Linnea Norris. That one, Lorraine. Lorraine Norris is a very that's a that's a pretty drag. I might take that one. 
You can have it. You can, you can be one. Linnea and Arise, because Having... I really want to be Reginald McSunday Funnies. <laughs> have I done a dramatic reading for you guys of all my drag performer names? I think no, but have. we should maybe save this for save this for another time. Um, I don't know if I have a lot more nuanced things to say about this, other than no, none this of this is, is real. This book lacks There's no nuance. nuance. <laughs> it's fake! Okay, so so I, I'm going to need to... There I'm is gonna... nougat, though, in the pecan log. I'm going to need to get back to you all about whether or not I can find those news clips to verify that any of this happened. Because what is the point of putting out a book that is ostensibly a historical account? Because, like, this undermines the historical value, the truthiness, if you will, of the rest of this series of journals. I don't want to say I told you so, but also I super want to say I told you so. I, I think we should do a little extra credit work and no. do some research. <laughs> do Absolutely some research. Not. We do gotta. Some research. Do Homophobic some microaggression against me personally. You can get extra credit for it. I don't Ooh. want extra credit. I want to be lazy. But you're never going to succeed academically unless you take every opportunity that you could get to get extra credit. <laughs> I'm very smart. I don't need extra credit. Don't need extra credit. I have a friend who said that he like didn't do a bunch of his homework in school, but he was really nice to the ladies at the front desk and brought them donuts every Friday. And he, they like let him get away with a bunch of stuff. And also, he like graduated with top marks. So <laughs> it would have been cheaper just to do his homework. <laughs> donuts True. every Friday has to add up. Did he have like a job? His dad owned a shoe factory. Sometimes uh, money can buy happiness, and by happiness, I mean <laughs> academic success. <laughs> What's the difference? That's just called buying a building for your college and then being like, yes, my kid's going to go to your college and don't forget, I paid for that extra wing of the library. Like the, the snern. Ugh. I have too many bitter feelings about this because of terrible private school. No one uses fax machines, but call you'll hear the noise. Statues left by ancient Greeks, the perfect cheeks of There's an onomatopoeia rendered in all caps and with exclamation points for horses pooping in this book. I hate that. No. All right, I'm going to take my headphones off. <laughs> Go for it, Parker. I believe uh, in you. Uh, no. God. You want me to... Yes. You, wanna, yep, you want me to... Yep. You got to do it. You brought it up. You got to do it. It's just... Plop. Plop, plop, plop. Plop. Right, back. That's it. <laughs> um... Anyway, uh, in the in the bit where they're identifying themselves as two characters from the X Files, and 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 to claim Doctor Cindy Crawford, we also we need to address the fact that Cassie's instructed to write down her phone number yeah. and literally just writes the numbers <laughs> one through eight. Yeah. She's so bad at it. She doesn't write. And this. And, and, and the, the officer, the, the military officer, the air force employee who is responsible for getting their personal contact details <laughs> Accepts this without a second glance and leaves the room. Maybe oh, Cassie has out. really bad handwriting. So it, like, is not immediately obvious that she just wrote one through eight. I, I think that would make sense to me that I she don't, has bad handwriting. I can't. Who has the worst handwriting of the Animorphs? 
axe because he hasn't had to write before. You're wrong. It's it's axe. Tobias, oh yeah, because he can't hands. write with talents because <laughs> hey. he's a hawk. Well, now he can have hands for two hours at a time. <laughs> right. You think he still remembers how to write? Probably. Well, probably took him a bit to get used to it, but yeah. So in addition to the horse pooping onomatopoeia, we also have an onomatopoeia that I think is for the bumper boats at the end that I can't parse. Like, what is making the sound here? Let me find it real quick. Uh, okay. So, chapter 23. Chapter 23 is right in the middle of the insanity here. I, too, am right in the middle of the insanity. Every every paragraph is either a piece to my of ridiculous dialogue or a sound effect. Um... <laughs> Tag, it sounds like the two watching... genders, the two genders, ridiculous dialogue or sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I think I'm ridiculous dialogue. I think I'm sound effect. <laughs> I think I might also be sound effect, but like a different sound effect. You're not ridiculous dialogue? I make, so you've okay. never lived with me, but anyone who has like spent a lot of time cohabitating with me can confirm that Regrets I am just it. a constant stream of weird noises happening all the time. Okay, so we've got pollution in... Arg! Ow! Hey, watch where you're driving that boat! Bonk! A hand grabbed me. I swung a clenched fist. Ow! I need that shoulder, Jake yelled. Sorry, you can stop where you are. Um, I need that heck? shoulder. Is Behind me, fill another log boat filled with crew cut guys. Behind, between me and that boat, three heads bobbed in the water. Jake, Marco, and a really angry Captain Torelli. Cassie, climb out! Oh no, this is insane, Marco boat. You kids are gonna do time for this, I swear it, Captain Torelli yelled. And then we get the most inscrutable sound effect thus far in the entire series, which is bum 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 squeeze. Oh, this one makes no sense to me either. What is making this? I was scraped along a sharp turn. I tried to grab the lip of the boat channel and pull myself out, but I was too weak and the force of the water was too strong. Another sharp turn. Bum 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 squeeze. Like, what is this supposed to be? A boat? Maybe? It's got to be the bottom of the boat, I guess, right? Scraping against, like, is it like rubber scraping against the. Yeah, I was thinking maybe like rubber against plastic or something. Why not just write it? I don't understand. <laughs> because they're like 16 year olds probably writing this or whatever. But they edited it when they were like more adults. Or at least Cassie probably did. Yeah, I don't know. And it was re edited to be for the young The ones. dialogue here, I just. Ah! I was racing towards a waterfall, and there was nothing I could do to stop it. No! 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 Oh, man! No! 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 This is insane! No! I'll get you kids for this! No! <laughs> Me avoiding my response. <laughs> <laughs> and over the edge we went. To be fair, to be fair, when I ran into a skunk the other day, my exact dialogue in this, like, semi-emergency situation was, nope, Nope, no thank you. Nope, nope, no thank you. Goodbye. Nope, nope, sorry. Not today. Goodbye. No thank you. As I, like, speed walked away from the skunk. I skidded on my butt down a 50-foot water slide, which was bad enough, but just a few feet behind me were two guys and an angry man. I love that those two were separate. Two guys. An angry man. And an angry man. (laughs) The two genders are guy and angry man, and I'm definitely an angry man. It just, oh, there's a grand melee involving hork and tigers interrupting a parade and crashing into the trombone players and everyone I mean, thinks this is fine. This, this didn't happen. There's no there's way, no way that any of this happened. Is Goblins jump out of the freaking sewers and like have a fight with a bunch of circus animals and everyone's just like, wow, this is so crazy. Haha. 
I think there was a specific end that everyone clapped moment <laughs> somewhere around here, but I didn't write it down, unfortunately, because and I was too- And then everyone <laughs> on the bus stood up and clapped. I was too thunderstruck by what was occurring. Were uh, you what I was supposed- I was gobsmacked completely by what this book was expecting me to believe was real. It broke your suspension bridge of disbelief. I- Cables everywhere. Let's wrap this up. Oh, yeah, 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 so this is it. It's the, very, it's the very last bit. It's the very last sentence of the book. Uh, they're razzing Cassie about her jeans again. Marco says, see, here, all I'm saying is we wore race horses, right? And then we bet, and that's when I dumped a bucket of water on Marco's head and we all went home. <laughs> I'm imagining that happening in, perf happening in perfect silence. Like, Marco says, and then yes. we bet, cuts himself off. Cassie gets up with a totally blank expression on her face, goes out to the barn, waits like maybe a minute or two for the water to fill up in the bucket, comes back completely expressionless, dumps the bucket of Marco water on Marco's head, and then everybody stands up totally expressionless and just walks out the door. See, I was imagining that the bucket yeah. of water was like already there and was a little bit dirty, you know? Yeah, exactly. I can't, I... Oh, my mother's coming Does back. Professor Leon still have office hours? Like virtually, yeah. I'm gonna like virtual office hours. I'm gonna need to talk They're to him and be like, "Hey, really this wasn't times though." I don't know if he's doing it because he wants us all to go away, or if he just has a really weird schedule. But they're only at like super bizarre times. My faith in this whole class has just been not demolished, but like has taken a severe hit from this journal where nothing, none of this does happened. Can we also just like account for the possibility that this might just be pure fiction made by? the publishers and just like that's fine that's also kind of a reasonable explanation like it's, like it's anamorphic like fiction a... made to like spice it up but not if it's yeah, packaged as... like maybe this part was kind of boring and like you know they just wanted to spice it up because when it was rebranded in the what was it the 50s or something i have no idea i know this is a history class but i'm not actually a historian if it's packaged as part of a historical what? account it needs to be you can't just like but that doesn't happen this doesn't happen for other historical events, like, you don't have a chapter of the Occupy protests where there's, like, where a bunch of, like, people get into, uh, well, actually, a lot of weird stuff did happen during those. You don't have a bit during the Civil War where everybody, like, puts down their weapons and has a dance number. No, but I think in, in World War II, they did, like, have a truce on Christmas or something to, like, Yes, that's out. a well-established historical fact, but, like, this didn't happen. Well, we can't prove that. None of this happened. Anyway, okay, I think I've said enough about this about this Who travesty knows? of a journal. Who knows how much stuff that's in history books is actually totally made up and just um, accepted as fact. Like, I'm sure we there's can't, other stuff. We have to assume... Cassandra's just like, nothing matters, nothing matters, nothing matters. Death of the author. Death <laughs> no, to we, the author. If a witch kills the author, the witch becomes the author. <laughs> We have to assume that the history that we are learning is actual history because Why? otherwise we are throwing away so much money on our educations to be educated in lies. That's that's just what college is, Parker. I do think that we should all email our professor and just um, talk to him about it. I want to start a, a conversation with him because I miss being in person. Okay, anyway, I've had enough to say about this. None of this happened. This is all nonsense. Uh, I'm well, I'm gonna email him. Oh no, you could you could CC me on that. I'll 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 don't I'll jump CC on that. me. I don't want to do any extra work. 
<laughs> okay, God. Anyways, yeah, I don't really have feel like I have anything important to say. I'm yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm gonna go take a cold shower and forget any of this ever happened. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for suffering through this experience with me. I hope that uh, the rest of your day bears more resemblance to normalcy than this. I'm going does. swimming. I hope that the rest of your going hiking. I hope you operate on the rest of your day with a fewer number of cules than this book is on. <laughs> I give you a hamburger. <laughs> I have been given. I've been given so many hamburgers about this book. I wish Brad were here to like compare the like absurdity of this book to some French play like you did last time. The other book we talked entirely about Ionesco like the whole time and now we have this. All right. All right. <laughs> I've got to I've got to go cuz I've I've done I've done my part. Um thank you everyone. Stay safe. Bye. Yeah, stay safe. God. The Morph Report is now on Patreon. We care a lot about accessibility, and we want to provide transcripts for our podcasts. However, we are not able to keep up with the transcripts ourselves for much the same reason that we care about accessibility in the first place. To help offset these costs, we have introduced two preliminary tiers on Patreon at a $2 and $5 level, and we are working on more. If you're interested in supporting us so that we can transcribe our episodes and also so that we can pay for our hosting fees on Pinecast, please look us up or follow the link in the episode description or on Twitter. Thank you. Stay safe. Thanks to Noelle McGarelli for the use of their song Comic Book Girl off the album Field Notes from Another Place and Complicated Spoon. You can find more of Noelle's music at noellemcgarelli.bandcamp.com or find a link in the show notes. The Morph Report podcast is hosted by Hamlet Cooper, Scrivener Lamb, Marina Malucci, and Blythe. You can follow us on Twitter at Morph Report. If you have a question for the Pottermorphs, email us and we'll answer it on the show. Our email is themorphreport at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stop in Armageddon like a comic book girl, dead on page 11.